You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good friend and Super Bowl champion, Daniel Kuzer. Kuzer. I see wearing that sweatshirt. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you wear it every day? I mean, it is what what a time. What a time to be alive, my friend. It's it's a hell of a time. Did you uh you ordered the shirt or an, or a new sweatshirt? Is that from that's got, not from this year, is it? That's from last year. No, I got a new hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. New hoodie's on the way. Yep. I ordered a t-shirt and a magnet and a garden flag. Ooh, a garden flag. We love a good garden flag. We we switch that's them out as the sports change and Okay. You know, last last year it was like sporting was doing real bad, and it was like, well, might as well put a Chiefs flag out there. And then sporting started doing really good, and we were like, okay, like take the <laughs> Chiefs flag out. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Were you stressed watching the game on Sunday? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, dude, when we were down, right? I was like, why does it feel like we're getting our asses kicked? We're barely down. What? You know what I mean? Yeah. The score did not reflect how I felt. No. And we were in it 100% of the time, and everyone stayed patient and calm. And my goodness, we got we got a Deadpool trailer. What a day. Ooh, we got I a mean, Deadpool trailer. We got Twisters. Twisters is coming. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do you have a relationship with that movie, Twister? Is that Does that mean something to you? I didn't see it from college, but I've seen it. I didn't grow up okay. in the Midwest, so I don't think I have the same emotional attachment to it that, that you know people like yourself might. But you certainly did the Disneyland experience of Twister, right? Disneyland? Or is that Disney World? Twister? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know. Dude, they had a Twister uh, thing. Maybe it was Universal Studios, actually. Seems like a Universal thing. It was Universal, and you stand in there, and you witness an F5 tornado. You experience it. No. Freaking guttering is falling down on you. (laughs) Uh, there's, there's like a fire going on that's hot as hell, wind and everything. It's crazy time, man. You backdraft, they had a backdraft one as well. I knew backdraft. They yeah. Backdraft. I don't think they had the twister one. At least I didn't go to universal Hollywood when they had that. They had backdraft and then they had, um, they had an earthquake one at Hollywood. Quick, sure. Did they do the earthquake one at, in Florida? Uh, I mean, yes, probably. Because it was part of the like backlot tour where they would take you into like a giant set where you're like, yeah, almost like an underground like highway setting and an earthquake ha- or like a parking structure. An earthquake happens and cars are falling down and the ceilings collapsing and yeah, the water comes in. The water and comes in. Yep. Heck of a deal. Twister, man. I just remember <laughs> I- I'm like, dude, if I ever experience it, all I got to do is strap myself to a pipe with my belt and I'm no. probably going to live. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's all. I always thought about that. I was like, surely not. <laughs> well, unless until the pipe goes up into the twister, ah. and then you are just tied to the pipe and you're flinging around in an F5. So interesting, man. So interesting. Uh, that Super Bowl, there's something for everybody, man. You're, you're there for the halftime show, commercials. Uh, what you? Everyone's you got a problem. I'm I'm fine with it because yeah. everyone else has a problem with it, and it's like. <laughs> Okay, stop fucking saying you have a problem with it. Tell us what the problem is and how you would fix it. Everyone's just like, I didn't like it. Okay, how would you fix it? No one says anything. No one has anything. 
Yeah, I I did enjoy it. I think I saw a, a couple of tweets that made me laugh. One was like, it's great being the generation that's now pandered to at halftime because like millennials now are like, ah, oh, sweet. This is the music of our, you know, high school years or whatever. Sure. Um, and then another tweet I saw that was kind of funny. It was like millennials watching the game. It's really great that they're not pandering to the older generations at the halftime show now. And then it was like, and then the realization hits you that we're just the older generation now. <laughs> totally. Totally. Did, did you hear about the gal who, who, uh, went down on roller skates? She, no. she okay. She made a TikTok recently explaining she went down and she has like a black eye now because she fell on some person's phone tripod or some shit. But she was explaining on Twitter. I Someone wants to fact check me and let me know that this is spam or something, whatever. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure this was legit. She was talking about how as an actor, like you always, your acting coaches always tell you, say, yes, you can do this. Yes, you can do that skill. That's and then you have, then you have two weeks to learn the skill. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't, and she's done shit like that too, man. Like, oh, two weeks to learn how to surf, whatever. She didn't learn the skill. She didn't have time. They called her the day before because someone got COVID and she was an alternate. And so she shows up. She's like, I'll just, I could probably roller skate. And she couldn't really nope. roller skate. Nope. If you're going to be an alternate, you better be damn sure you know what you're doing in case you get that last minute call up. I think it, I think she made some serious money on it too. Like, how are you going to say no? Yeah, you're going to say, medical oh, yes. Yeah, I can roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, you know, it was, I, there's a little controversy. NFL's trying to erase Alicia Keys' first note. They she, did. She, she Cheater. Cheaters, bro. <laughs> we know what we heard. Don't even. You don't have to be a music major like yours truly to know that that was the wrong note. She had and a little then, voice crack, and they, yeah. they just conveniently got rid of it. They just fixed it. And it's like, I... I heard it on the, I, I played the replay or whatever, and I go, yeah. that is not what we heard, sir. Nope. nope. That's fucked up. That's not okay. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, a authentic experience it's not of the show. Yeah. But, you know, generations from now, they're going to watch back and be like, wow, Alicia Keys sounded really good right from the very first note she said. Yeah. Straight from, sounds like it's right from the album. Yeah. You know what? Just fuck it. Lip sync your shows. Lip sync it all if you're just going to auto correct them later. Like, how did I was pissed about it? I didn't like it. It should live in infamy, and it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I thought it was fun. I am not a Chiefs fan. You know, my, my, my main team is the Packers. I grew up a Packers fan. I will root for the Chiefs when they're not playing the Packers. It would have been great to have a Packers-Chiefs Super Bowl. I would have loved it. But I was adamantly rooting for the Chiefs in the game. I felt like the game was a microcosm of their season as a whole. Kind of got off to a slow start, figured it out. Defense was great, so good for them. Hopefully sporting can replicate the trophy-winning ways of the Chiefs this year. I just kept thinking, like, we're, we're not even supposed to be here. We were watching so many games of many dropped passes. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I've been feeling a little bad for uh, for a guy, Kadarius Tony, that uh, I was playing some Madden today. And uh, uh, Travis, I, I'm the quarterback, big coos is, and Travis Kelsey got hurt. He's out for weeks. And I was like, well, that's my number one guy. And so now I'm throwing everything to Kadarius Tony, and he's getting touchdowns, baby, buckets on buckets. Oh, you know it's and not real life. It's not real life, but I gotta you gotta pay you gotta help him out a little bit. <laughs> well, he'll get a ring. So hey, we went to a comedy show this past weekend. We did. We went and saw Nate Bargetzi, and it was hilarious. What a time! Yeah, very fun. We went to a vegan restaurant. I had some vegan food. It was good. Enjoyed it. So that guy is just the driest human being. I've ever heard in my life, but we all connected with the part where he 
has something stored up for any time there's a fight with your spouse. He's like, you know, I got it queued up. I'm going to let her know that I do my own laundry. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, no, it was, it was pretty hilarious. I love, if you've never heard Nate Bargetti, he's got a real like dry delivery sense of humor. Um, but he's got two he, specials out, Netflix and Prime. Yeah. Oh, so check them out. On stuff. Good. So it was a good time. Um, there is some sporting news to talk about this week. There's not, there's not a ton, but, but there is some, um, the, the most immediate news, I guess, to discuss is when you're listening to this today, Wednesday, February 14th, happy Valentine's day, by the way, uh, they are revealing officially the sporting Kansas city secondary kit for the 2024 season. Now we've all seen some sort of a rendering of it based on the, the EA sports leak. Um, which by the way, I've heard, uh, EA might be financially liable to those clubs that they accidentally leaked the jerseys of. So they may be cutting some checks to a club, including sporting Kansas city. I don't know how much, but I've just heard that there are monetary penalties for what they did. So someone's going to fired. not great. Uh, but we're going to see it officially today. And then, you know, uh, a week and a half from now, we'll be playing our first, first game. That's true. Uh, they have a fun little thing where they are selling the jersey sight unseen mm-hmm. that you can pre-order it along with like a, a season ticket member box that yes. also like includes a shirt and a scarf and the anthem jacket, which I fucking love those anthem jackets, dude. They're always so oh, cool. great. But they're, you know, they're expensive. But if you like get the whole thing and commit to it, it's like a 25% discount. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool. If that you're is- going to get that stuff anyways, which a lot of people do it, you know? Yeah. I saw that buying the jersey sight unseen, I think, might be a little cheaper just even still. Because when I looked at the at the website today, I think they were saying it was 150 bucks flat, probably plus tax. But that was the price they were charging. I did see a screenshot. I, don't, I haven't been able to verify if it is legitimate or not, but I don't see why it wouldn't be, of a, a link to purchase the Charlotte FC authentic jersey. That price was $174.99, which is 15 bucks more even than it was last year, which was like 15 bucks, 20 bucks more than it was the year before. So what is happening? 175 bucks for an MLS shirt. That's more than an NFL jersey, my guy. Dude, it is yeah. That's up there. I mean, I th- I have I throw no shade on anyone wanting to uh buy the replica jersey. Right. You know, especially for, I mean, so the biggest difference, obviously, for a club like sporting is the replica jersey doesn't have, I mean, obviously, there's a quality difference in the type of material it's made from, but it doesn't have the stars fit. above the crest. Sure. And, and, the and that's a little different. It's a little different. Material is a little different. But if you're a fan of a team like Charlotte FC, where you don't have stars, and like, unless you just super like the actual, like, breathable jersey material, there's absolutely no reason to buy. The more expensive version of the shirt than the authentic, uh, the the replica version. In my mind, 175 bucks is insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's like I think you can get NFL jerseys starting at like 120, and then even like the stitched one I think is like 170. So mm-hmm. it's I mean, of course they have like a 300 like truly authentic one, but still, that's that's a little much. What are you wearing shoulder pads? Right, you-, you don't need that. You don't need that. I just, I can't imagine. I remember when you could get an authentic MLS kit and it was like 120 and it was, and it was easy. No big deal. Yeah. And, and then it the went last to 130 and you were like, 130. okay, 130 is fine. Whatever. And then it got up to like 
144.99 and then it got up to like 160 because it was like 159.99 last year and now it's 174.99 is that for sure? Like, did what? What was sporting price in there? Is that well, sporting's sight unseen purchase was one fifty flat, but I don't know if that's like if you can get it for one fifty flat sight unseen. I also wouldn't be surprised if it's like, well, now you've seen it. If you want it, twenty five more bucks. Yeah, interesting. So I don't know. Hmm. We'll see, but well, if anyone's paying attention, it's not sight unseen. They've seen it due you, to yeah, EA probably some details we haven't quite seen, but. Um, but you basically know what you're what you're getting. It's the argyle. It's coming back. It's that dark blue. Um, I'm sure there's some some texture or some detail that we haven't seen, but I like it, man. I think it might be one of their better kits in in quite a while. We'll see, man. We'll have to, you know, get our hands on it. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they sent us one to unbox live on the pod. You know, <laughs> guaranteed. We're waiting for it. Where's where's that? It must have gotten lost in the mail. I'm I sure know FedEx or something. It's yeah. on the way. XL for me, large for you. I think. You know, uh, no XL, XL. It's been a couple XLs. It's been a rough winter. Uh, so okay. XL it is. Um, outside of the jersey reveal, there there has well before we get into this, maybe we take a quick break. There there was a preseason game we can talk about. Um, but before we jump into the preseason game, maybe it's a it's a decent time to to take a quick break. So let's go ahead and do that, and we'll be back to talk Sporting KC preseason. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. kcsn.substack.com We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Buddy. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't booze or anything like that. I don't drink, but, uh, I, I do like snacks and yep. Super Bowl Sunday, the snacks were flowing, amigo. Yep. And, uh, it's two days later and I still feel, uh, hung over. Like, it's just, what'd you make? I don't know what it, uh, well, we had those carrot dogs. You remember those, those the carrots in a blanket, pig in a blanket. Those somehow uh, actually taste like pigs in a blanket. Somehow it tastes like meat, a soft carrot. It's wild. Uh, <laughs> Some queso uh, with some some taco beef, and uh, someone brought a corn dip and a cheesecake dip, and we had some Girl Scout cookies Jeez. and uh, buffalo chicken. Just quite the deal, man. I had to buy bigger plates because I was like, I'm not making trips. I'm loading it up. <laughs> when uh, when you're using like beef or, or plant based beef, uh, do you like Impossible or Beyond? Do you have a preference? Is there one that you like more than the other? Normally I do the beyond and there's a way, you know, I'll, I'll mix some onion in there, some, uh, taco seasoning, yeah. uh, garlic, you know, okay. kind of make your own taco meat. But, uh, 
we have made a taco meat, quote unquote meat, out of uh, walnuts and mushrooms. Oh, I've heard stuff like this. Yeah. It's crazy good. I'm like, this is, it takes a little more effort, right? Because you got to process it all and it's like, but damn it, it's good. (laughs) It's good. Sounds good. What a time though, dude. I I just couldn't stop eating. And then overtime came and I was like, well, now it's just getting late. Now I got to eat some more. Yeah. (laughs) I I did not expect to be up that late. I was like, we're going to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm after this. Oh, now we're not because it's freaking bedtime. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was pretty cool. You're, uh, you're not going to the parade, I guess, today, probably, are you? No, I don't plan to do that. I'm going to get yeah. a haircut. Yeah, well, well I'm going to watch it on, I'm gonna watch it on TV. But I'll, yeah, I'll... we might go to the bar at 11 and watch it. Yeah. You think they'll be, be showing it? Probably, I'm sure. So, let's talk Sporting Kansas City's latest preseason game and preseason victory. On Saturday, February 10th, Sporting Kansas City played USL Championship side Miami FC in a 120-minute scrimmage at Florida International University in University Park, Florida. Um, this was a scrimmage, although it was not much of a competition. Sporting Kansas City ended up winning the game 5-0, to zero, although I will say they did not get their first goal until the 65th minute, and the first goal of the game was an own goal. that was It was then followed by an unassisted goal uh, for Steven Afrifa in the same minute. And then Willie Agata followed it up with a hat trick in the 93rd minute, a penalty kick, 96th minute, and again, 118th minute with a penalty kick. So, yes, it's a USL side, but 5-0, even though it's preseason, you'd rather see that scoreline than a, you know, a 0-0 or, or 1-0 win against a, a lower division side. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's nice to see goals on the on the on the chart right on the on the score sheet but uh you know you can't really read much into this doesn't really matter yeah. um but you take it you got you got a free in there getting minutes man i got her getting minutes mm-hmm. you can't ask for much more than that um i'm enjoying seeing all the training videos um mm-hmm. online and on sportingkc.com and johnny looks to be having fun uh yes i think they asked them all a big uh they asked them a big question to predict the chiefs game or whatever and and predict the mvp and I can't remember who it was, man, but they had they said Niners because they were from the Bay Area, and I was just like, "Ooh, get him off the team! Get him off the team! Get him off the team!" I do know. So my brother Eddie, my youngest brother, he's a big Chiefs fan. He lives in San Francisco. Yeah, so he uh, he went over to go. a friend's house. Uh, and he was like, "There's a bunch of people who aren't really football fans, but they're just rooting for the Niners because they live in San Francisco." And I was like, "That would be annoying if I was like a diehard fan and I'm just around a bunch of casuals who don't actually care but are like rooting against me." Uh, he said he brought Chiefs gear for them to wear, and they did not accept. But uh, <laughs> he did say that uh, walking back, or when he went back to his house, he brought a change of clothes so he wouldn't get jumped walking through San Francisco wearing a bunch of Chiefs gear. That's you know, you hate to say that that's you know overkill, but it's like you don't, you don't know. It's not worth the risk. You don't know who's going to lose their mind and just like uh, see red. Literally, you might see Nick uh, Bosa there, and he just might lose his mind, as you know the Bosas are known to do. Yeah, but he, you know, he only does that to black people, though. <laughs> I did see some funny tweets about the Bosas. There is some funny tweets about uh, racist Bosas, yes. Um, not sad <laughs> the, they lost. Dude, just, uh, uh, man, Eddie in, in Niner country, that sounds that sounds wild. He held it down. He, he did say after the game was ended, he got out onto the balcony of his friend's apartment and screamed at the top of his lungs, you uh, got to fight for your right to party into the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> I had a few uh, theater people over who aren't really sports people, but 
they get the excitement of this day and the pomp and circumstance of your friend being a huge fan. And so they were very fun. You know, they, they were yelling too. Marissa yeah. jumping on the damn couch. I'm like, what are you doing? You've never done that before a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. So it was, yeah. Uh, but no, it's cool. It's been, it's been fun to see all the behind the scenes content that sporting's put out. Um, it was interesting. The, the first 75 minute lineup that they had is basically what I would consider the starting 11. Um, the well, at least right now, um, Daniel Shallowy is probably going to be uh, starting on the left wing, where Stephen Afrifo was in there, and and he's been doing well. Obviously, Peter said last week he's been doing well, and he got a goal again this week. Uh, the other interesting one that that probably won't be in the starting eleven, but did start with you know most of the other starters, was uh, Zoran Basong, the left back that they signed earlier this offseason, did get playing time with what's essentially the first team. I don't think I expect him to start over Tim Leibold. I guess you never really know. Maybe he's killing it in, in the preseason. My guess is he's Peter's trying to probably get Zorhan more time to get familiar with some of the first-team players in case he does have to sub on or in case Leibold does get injured. Leibold has some of that familiarity. I don't know. Do you make anything of it that we basically have the first team, but Zorhan's getting the left-back minutes and Leibold's kind of coming on with the second team? No, I don't want to make anything of anything until we play a real game. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. could have been something so tiny as to why that happened. Sure. Uh, I do want to say that this podcast is now a Willie Agata male physique appreciation podcast. <laughs> uh, there, let's hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me gaga over this for a minute. This man is a reminder that soccer players can have arms too, okay? Yes. They're not all legs. Yes. I mean, good grief, Mr. Vascular. He's, I mean, there's a reason that, you know, sometimes you see those uh, videos of, of Willie with, with no shirt on. But, yeah, you look at his uh, his triceps, his biceps, his shoulders. Man looks like sleeves, he hit, dude. Everyone else has sleeves. Jim this this offseason. Yeah. Everyone else has sleeves on their jersey, and he was like, I don't need them. They're just going to rip off anyway. I'm <laughs> just going <laughs> to hulk them off. Yeah, he's uh, he's in good shape. and Unbelievable. And, it, I, I like if he can capture his goal scoring capabilities from you know a couple seasons ago. He took a step back last year, but if you can bring him off the bench and he can be a reliable goal scorer uh, in case Polito needs to come off, or maybe you need to chase a goal and you have him and Polito up there playing in sort of a two striker system, I like it. So I like seeing uh, Willie get get some goals here in the preseason. Yeah, totally. Um, in terms of roster acquisitions. Um, or lack thereof. We did talk last week that there was some potential positive momentum toward Sporting Kansas City signing U.S. Men's National Team midfielder Galen Acosta. Thinking, okay, you know, we talked about how would he fit, would this be good depth, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, then uh, Mr. Tom Bogert had to go ahead and uh, ruin everybody's um, day. I actually think it was Kyle Bonagura from ESPN who, who found it first, to be clear, but Tom Bogert. Um, I think is the tweet that I saw reported about a week ago, just after we recorded that Kellen Acosta will not sign with Sporting Kansas City. He instead was going to sign with the Chicago Fire. And at least as of the time of this recording, even though it had not been officially, officially announced uh, when I went on to Twitter to double check before we started recording, the Chicago Fire put out a tweet. That was just a blurry face that was not all that blurry, and that face seemed to be that of one Kellen Acosta. So it would seem that by the time you are listening to this podcast, probably on Wednesday, 
Kaelin Acosta has officially been named a member of the Chicago Fire. So how does that sit with you? No, I mean, it sucks, right? But it's not like he signed here and then left. You know, we, we, did, you don't, we didn't have him. You know, we so did you, not. Can't, you can't miss what you never had. So mm-hmm. uh, you just got to, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if we're going to see any signings before the season starts. Like, I say that and, oh, wow, it's in, oh, shit, dude. Is it next, a week from this Saturday? A week from today, Wednesday, is when the season actually starts. And a week from Saturday is when Sporting's first game is. What is that? This is February's crazy. Like I, we were talking KU basketball for a minute, and I was like, "Whoa, March Madness March is Madness. literally in two weeks." Okay, yeah, uh, just wild, man. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So it is a bummer um, that Sporting did not sign Kellen Acosta. Um, I'm not generally worried about the starting trio of the midfield. I think uh, Eric, Tommy, Remy Voltaire, and Nemanja Radoya are a perfectly serviceable midfield starting trio, if not above average midfield starting trio. I do worry a little bit about the depth after that. Having Memo Rodriguez in there is, is probably really important because if, um, Nemanja Radoya needs a break, Memo can slide into that eight and Remy Voltaire can drop back to the six. We don't really have a backup six right now. And that's kind of a bummer because the way it worked out last year with Roger and Felipe Gutierrez and Gadi Kinda and all that stuff, we could you could move things around where if Roger needed to play the six or Remy needed to play the six, you could, and you had some other eights that could get in there. But the depth is is the part that makes me a little bit worried. So yeah, we'll see. Sporting is trying to continue to sign players. Um, Peter Vermees was asked about whether they will fill the designated player spot before the start of the season, which, as we said, is a week and a half from now. His response was highly unlikely at the moment. Um, He did continue to say, quote, we are constantly looking to find someone to fit the situation that we're looking for. We've had a couple opportunities, but they've fallen through. We'll keep working toward it. So that's interesting because I feel like we've kind of heard this before of like Sporting thought they had some things in place and then last minute they kind of fell through so we don't know what position really they're looking to fill that dp spot with some people have assumed midfielder or or a number 10 others have thought maybe a wing like we said or or who knows um i don't know do you feel confident assuming that this is the roster that we have going into this season do you think it is better worse the same than the roster was last year and knowing at least that we're largely healthy outside of Kyrie going into the season, how do you feel going into the season compared to how we went into the season last year? Dude, I mean, feels about the same, doesn't it? I mean, nothing really feels that different. I mean, the roster's also not all that different. Right. Outside of losing Gotti Kinda, that's a... Yeah, a few pieces here and there and, and some questions that you know, what's going to happen, left back, right back, all that situation. But, dude, it's just, I don't know. Let's just hang on and see what happens. You know, it, it might be it might be a, a rough start again. It, that, that That's not crazy to predict. If you were to say, like, we could repeat that rough start like last year, I, I might, I wouldn't argue with you. Um, I mean, I would hope that we're not going to go winless in the first 10. Um, I do feel... In some ways, I almost feel a little bit better than how I was just to start off the season last year because we're healthier than we were. We have essentially our full starting 11 
ready to go. We don't have two designated players injured right off the bat. Um, I do feel like the depths took a hit, especially in the midfield. Um, I worry about that. And, you know, this is not an easy, you know, start to the season. You know, we have to go on the road and play at Houston. That's very tough. Then our next two games are home against Philly. Philly's a good team. Then on the road against LAFC. LAFC's always a good team. Got a couple home stands, and then Toronto. Obviously, they're they're not great. But of course, into April, you have uh, Miami and St. Louis, and those are going to be a couple of good games too, or tough games too. So, you know, first ten games of of, of this season, um, this isn't going to be probably a first place team when we get through those ten games. I think if you know you you get. Um, I don't know, 12 points through 10 games, you know, that's certainly serviceable. That's kind of my hope. If, if you can win four of those 10 games or or win three, draw three, lose three or four, like that, that's not the end of the world. It's certainly a lot better than three points through 10 games last year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we can get, we can get the... Well, I don't know, man. I'm excited. It's just, it's coming up fast. Yeah, it is coming up fast. Um, Do you have a particular position on the field that, like, you're most worried about? Like, I don't know. For me, the front line, as long as they're healthy, seems pretty good. Forward, striker's great. I'm not worried about striker. I'm a little worried about wing. Um, I think the back line is maybe where I have a little bit of worry even more so than the midfield, even without the depth, because if any of Jake Davis, Danny Rosero, or um, Andre Ufantas go down, then we have unproven people that are having to step in and start. And I just don't feel like we have really good depth either at right back or at center back. Those are the positions that scare me most, but I don't know what you think. No, exactly. I mean, you need to have that depth, man, and we we don't have it. So it's it's we're all going to be holding our breath if Fontas starts holding his quad or something for some reason, you know, it's, I mean, it's going to suck. Yeah. There's, there's Volader who's had some starting experience, but is, is inconsistent at best. And there's Castellanos who again can step in and had, has had some, some moments uh, to shine, but, but hasn't been the most consistent and has found himself in the Peter Vermees doghouse at times where he gets yanked and we don't see him for a number of games. So something to, th- uh, something to remember is you do have a starting caliber uh, center back in uh, Courtney Ford uh, on SKC two. I do. So, you know that's a good point. Yeah, I that, forgot. I mean, that, that's always a thing that they can have in their back pocket. Like, call him up for any reason. He was injured all of last year because was it an Achilles? I think he injured in preseason last year. Right. Um, and there were a lot of people who were very high on Courtney Ford last year. He's an athletic center back, a big guy from Olathe, a local kid. So that's that's a great point. Actually, thinking about even though he hasn't played competitive soccer in, you know, more than a year, seeing how he looks with SKC2, I absolutely would not be surprised to see him get the call up or if things go well with SKC2, see him sign a, a, a first-team deal at some point. So I, I guarantee you that what you just said is exactly how sporting management pitched that to him. For sure. You know, like, yeah. hey, do this and we'll see. Yeah, you know, work work your way up. Yeah, we'll see. Prove yourself. <laughs> Prove yourself. Um, but no, there's some interesting articles about Sporting Kansas City on MLSsoccer.com. 
Um, Doyle put one up, uh, basically saying that, you know, every team's breakout player for the year. Uh, and he says, Jake Davis is that guy. He goes, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Jake Davis plays 95% of all available minutes at right back this year. And, uh, this is, this is the line that gets me. And he may be regarded as one of the top five right backs in the league among the sickos. Wow. Well, we'll see. Never know, man. I mean, Jake Davis was wild last year. It was just like, look at him go. Yeah. Look what he's doing. And and if you're Caden Pierre, you're like, Jake, mm-hmm. oh, get off my get out of my spot, man. <laughs> yeah. Some of the the stats that Doyle uh, shows, um, Jake Davis last year, 91st percentile of all fullbacks for tackles, 81st percentile for interceptions, 76th percentile for passes attempted, 84th percentile for pass completion percentage, and 67th percentile for progressive passes. So he is in the top third to top 25% to top 10% of all fullbacks in those stats for a guy who's played like 20 games at the position. So I love good. it. And he's so comfortable like playing those switch balls and stuff and, yeah. and even making the the runs, man. I mean, he had a freaking great assist to, to Polito one time. It just, I don't know. I, I like him. He's fun. It'll be interesting. I feel like not a lot of people know what to do with Sporting KC this year because if you look at J. Sam Jones, who writes for MLSsoccer.com, his preview, uh, where for every team he goes, this is you know where I predict they'll finish in 2024 in the final standings, he goes between third and ninth in the Western Conference. That's- <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you can't do that. That's, that's like these uh, uh, pro wrestling writers, dude. I swear to God, they just cover their bases and they're like, well, this could happen or this could happen. So now you've confidently predicted every scenario. It could be The Rock versus Roman. It could be Cody versus Roman. It could be Cody versus The Rock. They could all hug and kumbaya. No. Way to cover your bases. Okay, so whatever happens, you get to be like, hey, I told you. You you can't say you can't say third through ninth. Okay. I'd be fine if he said third through fifth, three, four, or five, you know. Good. Third through ninth is a wild prediction. Who is this guy? I, I can't. <laughs> so, we'll see. Um, and then the last Sporting KC news I do want to bring up. It's not even really Sporting KC news because he no longer works for Sporting Kansas City. But um, this is, again, another illustration of why it would have been a bad idea or why it was a bad idea for Sporting Kansas City to hire Gavin Wilkinson for the eight days that they did have uh, him hired. Uh, because a couple days ago in uh, Multnomah County, Oregon, um, a jury awarded uh, Genesis Alarcon, who was the partner of former Timbers player Andy Polo, $600,000 in a civil lawsuit against Andy Polo um, as the jury determined that Polo was liable for assault and battery against the former partner. Now, for those of you who may be like, well, what does that have to do with Gavin Wilkinson? Gavin Wilkinson was the general manager of the Portland Timbers at the time. Uh, it was reported that members of the, the Portland Timbers front office went to Andy Polo's residence the night of that incident and tried to dissuade uh, his partner, uh, Ms. Alarcon, from uh, talking to the police. Um, and then they did not report the incident to MLS as was required by league policy. So um, if he was still employed by Sporting Kansas City today, more questions would be brought up because these issues, when they surround you, continue to come up. And it just it blows my mind that Sporting ever thought that whatever quote-unquote due diligence they did led them to this decision. Hey, I'm not quite over that whole situation you know what i mean I, I don't think i ever really will be yeah um it's just kind of like well what were you thinking <laughs> yeah and this is not like 
this isn't necessarily something that like every episode we're going to talk about or whatnot, but as things come up like this, it's like, Hey, that's why I sent out a tweet about it. But I was like, reminder, Sporting Kansas City hired this person and still hasn't really answered as to why. And all of this was known before he was hired by Sporting Kansas City. This isn't like new information. There will be no why. You know, don't, don't, don't hold your breath on that. No. Um, really, the last thing I want to talk about this episode, because, uh, you know, we'll have more information next week as we're heading into the, the final week ahead into the first game. Um, but the Athletic. Uh, is reporting that U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer are in, quote, near daily talks about the U.S. Open Cup entries. Because if you remember in December, MLS had announced its intention to replace its teams with MLS Next Pro teams in the U.S. Open Cup, uh, which U.S. Soccer said uh, that they denied that request. Um, So MLS was like, okay, fine, we're committed to finding a viable solution in 2024. So now... There are three proposals, apparently, that are on the table, and there's no indication as to which way they'll go. But the first proposal, by US, considered by U.S. Soccer, would allow for the nine MLS organizations that have qualified for the 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup to not participate in the U.S. Open Cup in order to somewhat resolve schedule congestion. Um, because obviously with League's Cup and a whole month off of the, the MLS regular season and then CONCACAF Champions Cup, that can be... A little bit of a, a a tough thing. Now, what's unfortunate is that would mean that um, the reigning U.S. Open Cup champion, the Houston Dynamo, would not be in the tournament to defend their title because they're in the Concacaf Champions Cup. Yeah. Um, now there is some reporting that says the Dynamo would be allowed to choose if they did want to participate or not to defend that cup, but that's the first proposal. Um, the second proposal says it would allow MLS organizations to pick whether it enters its first team or its developmental side into the tournament. If MLS organizations were allowed to field next pro sides, uh, it's not clear if they would have to enter the competition earlier along with other third division clubs from USL League One, which to me, that would make sense. If you decide, hey, we're going to field a lower team, then you don't get to skip all the rounds. You got to play with the lower teams. Yeah. And then the last uh, option would be for to allow MLS teams to expand their rosters for the tournament. Um, with squads that could double from the current MLS maximum of 30. So it could say for, hey, U.S. Open Cup, you can have a bigger roster. So between those three proposals, CONCACAF clubs don't have to play. They get a pick whether it's a first team or a second team, but second teams would have to play earlier. Or expanding rosters, do you have one that you feel like is a better solution among the three? It all just kind of sucks, really. Yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want to expand the roster. I don't want to. I mean, because at that point, you're just going to have your SKC2 team coming up and everything, and it's going to be them anyway, so it might as well have been them from the start. Um, yes. I don't know, man. I, I'm i sure they'll do the right thing, right? This is where it all gets confusing to me, because I'm like, this is where MLS kind of stepped on a rake and hit themselves in the face. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was kind of let clubs do what they had been doing, which is, for the first couple of rounds, they just loan themselves players from their next pro sides, and you're basically getting the second team anyway, but nobody's batting an eye because MLS isn't making a, a, a big deal out of it. They're just exactly. not letting it happen. And then if you get far enough in, it's like, okay, now we kind of want to take this seriously. You're basically at that point leaving it to every individual club. Why did they have to do this? Yeah, and then MLS is like, hey, we're not going to do this, but hey, we got this flashy Leagues Cup. Remember how great that was? Remember that guy named Messi who was in that, you know? Right. It's just a... Uh, it it's, just sucks, man. I hate I hate change sometimes, you know? 
it's just so funny to me that MLS is like, hey, you know what? We're not too many games. We're just not going to participate. And U.S. soccer is like, like hell you are. So then MLS is like, okay, okay, I have this great idea. What if instead of our starting teams, the teams can pick to play their secondary teams? Yeah. And you're like, kind of what was happening. Except now they might actually have to play an extra game. So it's like MLS negotiated themselves into a worse position than they were if they just would have kept their mouths shut in the first place. Pretty much. I just weird. MLS sometimes I don't understand how they do what they do or why they do what they do, but I don't understand it at all. I've heard horror stories from like people who work in the league and stuff. It's just it sounds like a, a mess. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's not great, but yeah. it is what it is. So anyway, man, I mean I know this is probably a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but I think that's about all I got. You got anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. You know, when 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 you're at the end of preseason, man, sometimes the length gets that way. You know, uh, nothing for me, man. Next week we'll probably jump into it and do a full little preview against the Houston Dynamo and 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 jump into the season. Absolutely. So, thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you leave that five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have not yet done so. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Other Pod at Dan Kuzer at JCMac zero three. Shoot us an email, noetherpod at gmail.com, and check us out on YouTube, KCSN Soccer on YouTube or the Kansas City Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. How about those Chiefs? Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.